people? This is your boy KC Fowler, one half of the Fowler's podcast, host of the Melanin Warriors podcast, bringing you yet another Melanin Warrior. We're going to talk about Nat Turner this time, so let's go ahead and jump into this. Nat Turner was born October the 2nd, 1800 in Southampton County, <laughs> the same county I was from. That's cool, right? He was, the, he was a slave that was a preacher, and as many know from the movie Birth of a Nation, he was the leader of a slave rebellion that lasted four days. He received the name Nat from Benjamin Turner, the person who enslaved him and his family. He learned how to read and write at a very young age, which we all know was outlawed at this time. He was identified as having natural intelligence and quickness of apprehension that surpassed many, both uh, melanin and white. As he got older, he became really religious and was often seen fasting and praying. It was said that he also had visions which he considered messages from God. One search vision led him to escape bondage at the age of 21, but he returned a month later after becoming delirious from hunger and received a vision saying, return to your earthly master. He soon began holding his own sermons to other slaves until he eventually had another vision and he interpreted it as God telling him to slay his enemies with their own weapons. Turner was purchased by another man in 1830 who was later called the kind master who put more trust in Turner than he did in average in an average slave even still Nat was waiting for his sign from God to slay his enemies with their own weapon on February 12 1831 Nat Turner witnessed a solar eclipse and was certain that this was his sign to slay his enemies so he began making preparations for the uprising against the enslavers in Southampton County by buying muskets where he attempted to buy muskets. He began gathering followers and it started with his four most trusted followers. So they used songs to tell their fellow neighbors that, uh, you know, it was going to go down eventually, you know what I'm saying? They, that's how they kept the overseers and the slave masters and stuff from knowing that these guys were actually planning a rebellion. So they were planning a rebellion through song. Soon Turner was ready and planned the attack on July 4th, 1831, but became ill. So he used this time to do some additional planning with the rest of his closest supporters. So on August 13th, an atmospheric disturbance made the sun appear bluish green. So Nat Turner took this as a sign from God to begin his attack. The rebellion began on August 21st. He gathered all of his trusted supporters, both enslaved and free, and was able to gather about 70 melanin warriors. They traveled from house to house, freeing enslaved melanin people and killing many of the overseers, masters of the plantations they hit. Since muskets were hard to get and would create too much attention, they used knives, hatchets, axes, and several blunted weapons, you know, like uh, uh, fence poles and sticks and things like that, you know what I'm saying? Not just no egg or twig, like some big old branches and stuff. They did not hesitate to kill women, children, and men during this rebellion. Nat Turner himself only admitted to killing Margaret Whitehead, whom he killed with a blow from a fence post. They were eventually defeated by the local militia infantry that included three companies of artillery. Let's stop right there real quick. So it took the, the militia's infantry and three companies of artillery to, to beat 70 melanin men. Um, overkill much, but I get it, I guess, I don't. Anyway, Nat Turner said that his rebellion would serve to awaken the attitudes of white people to the reality of the inherent brutality in slaveholding. Because, I mean, it was it was rough, guys. Uh, I know a lot of y'all have seen and read things. You know, they kept, you know, our kids on the leashes as pets. 
some of our babies was used as alligator bait. You know, they would um, just do all types of horrendous stuff to us or our ancestors rather during, during this time frame. So, you know, he wanted to, hey, open your eyes. Y'all getting the same medicine that y'all been giving us. So hopefully this will open y'all eyes to stop this shit stuff, sorry. Turner was able to escape capture for about six weeks, but remained in Southampton County. On October the 30th, a farmer named Benjamin Phipps discovered him hidden among the local Nottawa people. While on trial, he confessed his knowledge of the rebellion and the attorney took this as Turner's confession. He was tried on November 5th, 1831 for conspiring to rebel and make an insurrection. He was convicted and sentenced to death. He was asked if he regretted it, and his response was, uh, Christ was Christ was also crucified. And then he was hung on November the 11th. In Jerusalem, Virginia, his, they, they pretty much dissected him and used his skin to make purses and other souvenirs. Yeah, I know. Um, Nat Turner's legacy still lives on through today in New Jersey around, I think it was 2009, the largest city park from, for instance, was named Nat Turner Park in his honor. The small Bible that belonged to him was donated to the National Museum of African-American History and Culture by the Pearsons or Persons uh, family in Southampton County. Nat Turner took a stand against the oppression and cruelty the Maryland people of this area suffered. His story would not be told in history books, but his legacy people will live on. So remember, if you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything. It's your boy.